This is a rapid fire round. If you don't want to answer a question, you can just say pass. At what age do you want to retire? Uh, when I really, really need to just stay on the beach. What's your favorite mobile app? Uh, LinkedIn. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Uh, depends on the day. Could range from anything from 30 minutes to an hour. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Uh, I was at a party, a dinner party one time, and I was popping some ice cubes and it popped into the cake that was being used for the celebration. Okay. Mountains or beaches? Uh, beaches. What's the most useful mobile feature you can't live without? Uh, calendaring. Favorite color? Blue. What time of day are you most inspired? Uh, evening. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Five. Fill in the blank, an upcoming marketing trend is blank. Upcoming marketing trend. Uh, um, using influencers. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened. Atlanta. Pick one, Android or Apple? Apple. The biggest mistake of your career? Not taking advantage of opportunities that are given to me. How do you relax? Listen to music. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Three to four. A habit of yours that you hate? A uh, habit of money that I hate. Um, sorry, which... You can also pass if you don't... Yeah, pass, yeah. <laughs> the most valuable skill you've learned in life? Uh, that talking to people is the most important thing you can do and listening to them, more importantly. Cities or countrysides? Cities. And the last one is your favorite Netflix show? Um, oh, Drive to Survive. Okay. All right, so that's the end of the rapid fire rap. And now we're going to go on to the longer questions. And these you can answer with as much ease and time and explanations as you like. Okay. So the first one is, as we move from 5G to 6G and 5G ADV, what kind of technology innovations can we expect to see in the networking space? And how do you see these innovations impacting businesses and individuals in the years to come? Well, 5G was really designed not just for uh, consumer mobile broadband services. Uh, so yes, it does provide higher peak throughputs and more capacity in the network. And it's really designed for uh, physical industries to do digitalize their business processes and their operational technology. So now we have reduced latency or delay in the network, much higher reliability, better security. Many businesses such as automotive and manufacturing, energy and utilities are starting to use 5G and private cellular networks to be able to digitalize and transform their businesses, much more than beyond IoT, but being able to control machines in real time. And that's how we see 5G and 5G advance advancing is kind of much more to do with enterprises and the industrial environment. Okay, and how about 6G? And as we move into 6G, that's the foundation, really, as we start to think about, um, traditionally, as we've gone from 2, 3, 4, and 5G, it's been about data communication, so transmitting data between devices and the network. Well, 6G will be able to do that too, and yes, it will have much more capacity, but it comes with an amazingly incredible feature. We call this network sensing. 
So instead of using traditional technologies like LIDAR and infrared to sense the physical world around us, the radio transmissions will be able to detect our physical presence. So the network has a sixth sense or is giving us a digital sixth sense. And that's something really exciting we're looking forward to in the 2030 timeframe. So the COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted the need for digitalization in various industries. How can we accelerate this process and what role do you see networks playing in achieving ESG goals? Well, the exponential potential of networks is absolutely incredible. We've seen even with the uh, enterprise customers we have today and with service provider customers, how enterprises are transforming their operations today. So many enterprises are not looking for uh, technology for technology's sake. They need to understand how it's going to improve their business overall. So for many industrial players in physical industries, this is all about productivity, safety and efficiency and resilience of their business operations. And when we think about connectivity, particularly private cellular networks, being able to connect everything on a manufacturing line, for example, or everything in a physical industry like a mine, you could actually see all of the operations in real time. So you can make sure that the machines are operating with the most efficient possible profile, that we do predictive maintenance so they don't break down, so you've got continuous reliable operations. And very, very importantly as well, as these machines operate more efficiently, they're using less raw materials. So again, this really helps to think about how we can actually stabilize the use of all the precious uh, assets and minerals that we have uh, within the earth in, in terms of using those raw materials. And that really, really helps in the overall goals for sustainability in the environment as well. Can you share some examples of successful collaborations in the networking industry and how can businesses leverage collaboration to drive growth and success? Yeah, collaboration is really important to build new types of solutions and business models. And, and I think when people look at Nokia, who's a B2B technology innovation leader where networks meet cloud, to realize the full potential of digital, we have to partner with all different types of companies. So that could be very large companies in the cloud space, so all the hyperscalers. Um, it could be companies that have specific expertise in different industries, so um, people that know manufacturing very well or automotive very well. And then we also have research partners as well. So we work a lot in industry forums, we work with academic institutions as well, and we also work with our um, ventures, ventures arm and NGP Capital who are actually investing in startups as well. So there's lots of different types of frameworks to engage. And it's very, very important because we believe that innovation can come from anywhere and collaboration is key to really accelerate both um, new innovations and also time to value and time to market. So what does your typical day at your organization look like? Typical day is uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of coordination, uh, but it's also time to think about how our customers are going to be able to benefit from our technology and what that technology means to them as they want to grow their business. And I think for me personally as well and professionally, it's very important to understand how our technology can have a positive impact, not only for our customers, but also for society as a whole and reducing the uh, impact that we have on the planet. So we really need to think about that potential that networks can provide uh, so that we can bring people, collaborate together um, and use that for the benefit of both people and planet overall. 
And could you give us one example of a tough day or a tough decision or a tough meeting you've had to face this year? So like a story about that. Yeah, I think I think one of the toughest things is kind of trying to decide uh, on certain priorities because we want to do um, everything and we, we ha all have limited resources and we all have time. So I think the important thing is to have those conversations, those tough conversations about what really matters to both companies. So the company, you, you know, your partnership is really built on that trust and trust is extremely, really important. So actually having to break down those barriers and really kind of get to understanding what your partner company wants to do and making sure you're very clear about the goals from the outset is extremely important. But those are some of the toughest conversations you have, but they're extremely worthwhile because it really sets the tone, the engagement with the business going forward. So with the exponential growth of data traffic and the increasing demand for high-speed connectivity, how can we ensure that networks are future ready and able to meet these demands? So what are the, some of the key challenges that need to be overcome in order to achieve this? Well, I think we've done a great job in addressing mobile broadband capacity, both in the wireless space with, you know, uh, 5G, 5G advance coming up um, and then obviously like 6G. Also in fixed networks as well. People forget this, but obviously homes and business are connected on fixed lines as well. So we're making great strides in the optical space as well. We've just launched uh, a new product now that will, um, a, a new chipset in a product that will actually allow you to go up to 2.4 terabits per second. So we're building very high performance capacity in the network to scale for those future applications and services that we see in the network. And then also thinking about all the different types of devices that we will have in the network. So we think about smartphones and tablets, but now we're gonna have cars, we're gonna have sensors everywhere in bridges and in buildings and in industrial manufacturing equipment. And then of course, we're gonna have new types of devices on us. Everything from uh, VR, AR type headsets, which we see enterprises adopting quite early for, for the future as we start to build towards um, what is, we think about the metaverse as well. So which of these technologies personally excites you the most? I, I think probably looking very far forward into 6G, the sensing capability is absolutely incredible. Having a digital sixth sense um, could not only benefit, obviously just from a communications perspective, but really kind of think more about the physical and the digital worlds together. So that blending of the physical and digital worlds happens every generation of wireless that, that we go through. Uh, I think 6G will be a, a huge pinnacle point eventually for that, but we've got a lot of work to do between now and then, uh, and we continue to advance those technologies to get to that point in time. All right, so the last question for you is more of a personal kind. What would you be doing in your life if not this right now? I would be a pilot. I love flying. Um, I really enjoy flying right now, even for business, even for leisure. Um, and I love all types of form of flight, helicopters, fixed wing aircraft, even hot air balloons, gliders I've been in as well. So yes, maybe someday I could actually train to be as a pilot.